Welcome to the Six Cast, the official podcast of Zion Elementary School District 6. Here to bring you district-related events, entertainment, and inspiration. I'm Alexis. I'm Sophia. And I'm Edgar, coming to you from the district's communication team. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Six Cast. In today's episode, we are celebrating or remembering the one-year anniversary of this global pandemic and how District 6 was impacted and everything that we did leading up to this one-year mark. And today we have a special, special, special guest, Dr. Keely Roberts, Superintendent of District 6. Hello, Dr. Roberts. Hello, everyone. Hello. Good to be here. So, Dr. Roberts, next week, I remember, was the week of so much uncertainty, so much everyone was scared, sort of TV trailer moments where, yes. where everyone was discussing, um, you know, that the world is never going to be the same. Uh, I remember speaking with you and you talking about education never being the same, uh, entering a new era in education, and that's hold true to this day. So what do you remember of, of this, um, this week that, that just changed everyone's life? So I feel like the biggest thing I want to start with is that I feel like we were kind of prophets in that we told, we told uh, the truth about what was going to happen and that you were right, Edgar. We talked a lot about how we felt like this was a moment in time and that we were really cognizant of the fact that we were living through something that was going to be memorialized in history forever. That we were, we were really aware of the fact that this was going to change things forever. That even in real time, as we were going through it, we knew that this was the beginning of the end of public education as we knew it. And we felt it. So we talked about that. We talked about how it was that we were going to help transition our staff and our families and our kids through something that was the end of everything we knew and begin to prepare for the unknown. And just saying it sounds funny, right? Like how do you prepare for something that you are completely unaware of? So it was incredibly scary. It also feels like it would be really, um, really strange to talk about what it was like to go through that time without talking about something that was really unique to us and really hard to go through, which is that it was really a tragic time for us here in District 6 as we were also experiencing right around that time the loss of a loved, uh, really beloved board member. So a longtime board member, Donna Flamini. Um, Donna was just this bigger than life character. She was fabulous and wonderful and super dedicated to the district. Donna had been a board member for decades, a long time parent and grandparent in the district, super active in um, PTO and robotics and just someone who gave, gave it everything she had to, to help the district be successful. Donna had also just recently passed away. So we had already kind of been going through a really emotional and tough time. So it had been just emotional. I, I keep saying that word because I feel like that's what it was. It was just this really emotional time. And then we were experiencing this, this shutdown of everything we knew about public education, a closing of, of our schools. It was, it was scary. It was scary for all of us. Yeah. What, what do you remember 
how do you remember your last normal day? Ah. Your routine day? What, what, what did you, what did you do? Um, and, and how did you end the day? Um, I remember distinctly the idea of, I, I remember the idea of packing up everything you think you might need. And it reminded me, I remember in real time thinking about this must be what it feels like when you pack up, um, when you see people in the South pack up for like hurricanes, like when they know they need to um, take all their possessions and like leave the flood zone or like leave the area and you're not sure when you're gonna get to come back. It really felt like that. We were trying to think about what we might need and what we would take with us. Um, it was, again, preparing for something that you just don't know what it is. I think that we were really fortunate in that um, we had a really great district leadership team. I was really blessed to get to work with some great teachers on that team. And we had been talking about this concept of um, preparing for what we wanted to see happen with culture and climate and um, building structures in the future in terms of grade level centers. But man, nobody saw closure of schools happening. N nobody saw that coming. That was at least not coming that quickly. So I remember that night, the last night where um, it felt like it was going to bed and you closed your eyes and went to bed and the world was one way and you woke up and it was completely different. It was kind of like the movie Wizard of Oz where um, the movie's black and white and the house lands and you Dorothy opens the door and then it's color. It's the movie, it changes. It felt a lot like that, yeah. So looking back, what have you learned the most out of running the district during the pandemic? Oh, hands down, the number one takeaway from this whole entire experience has been the strength of the staff, hands down. Um, our staff is tougher and stronger and more capable than I think anyone has ever given them credit for, and that includes themselves. I think this has proven um, we knew before the pandemic, that our children were incredibly capable, incredibly gritty. We talk about grit a lot. It's kind of a 21st century educational term. We talk about that being one of the, the kind of Tony Wagner educational research, kind of a Tony Wagner term about what kids need to, to have in terms, of, in terms of a characteristic. They need to be really gritty to be successful. And we know our kids are that. We knew before COVID that our, our kids were capable of being highly successful. But I think we underestimated just how gritty and capable our staff was. When I think about what this experience has been like for our staff and how challenging it's been and how her heroic, I mean, there's no other word for it. They have come back in person from day one. They have come back in new grade level center configurations and they have not just educated kids, they were doing that before the pandemic, but they have come back and educated them in ways that we've never done in our profession before. I don't know a lot of professions that have completely morphed to the extent that ours has overnight. They have just proven to be second to none. I mean, I would, I'd put our staff up against against anybody. So if there was a an Olympics of teaching, I would I'd take our, our team and I'd I'd go up against anyone. I think that what they've done has proven to be 
just extraordinary. It's been such an accomplishment to be able to come back in person and to provide not just the instruction, but the love and the care and the support. There's so much you see right now in the news about how this entire global pandemic has proven to be just emotionally devastating for people to be a year in at this point, which is really what we're talking about today. What are we, what is the world like? What's our profession like? What are schools like right now a year in? And we talk a lot every day about just the emotional, the social, emotional and mental toll this is taking on people, especially our little people. And some of the most challenging work our staff has to do every day is to just love and care and support each other and our little ones through what has been one of the hardest times in the history of humanity. That is, that is no small task. So to ask people to come every single day and support children through what has been literally the most challenging, some of the most challenging times in humanity and to, to love them and care for them and try to help them understand things that we can't even understand completely at this point. And on top of that, continue to aggressively support their academic development, help them close achievement gaps. That's, that's hero's work. Yeah, and, and going back to grit, um, you know, working firsthand with, with staff, District 6 has grit, right? That should be our slogan. District yeah. 6, we got grit. Yes. We, we have grit. Get on that. Yes. Um, when, when we had to switch over to, uh, to packets, when, when uh, the mm -hmm. governor mandated schools to shut down. Um, yeah. You know, we, we had staff who, again, were nervous about the virus and very concerned about our, our, our babies' educations. And, and it was just all hands on deck um, in, in every way, shape or form on helping um, students, families. And yeah, even fast forward to today, um, being both in person uh, and remote, um, our staff has grit and come next school year, you are going to see some of the most passionate, hardworking educators uh, in this district uh, just share the knowledge that this one year has given them and, and just have so much love, right? Uh, because things are gonna be normal then, so yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't ask for more than that, right? I mean, there's no, there's no blueprint for this. None of us knew what to expect. and to watch so many people um, show up every single day, willing to roll up their sleeves and come in person and do what needed to be done, not because they weren't afraid, right? Not because they, they didn't know um, that there wasn't a concern or because they weren't, um, not because they weren't without Fear. There's a really great, um, anyone who's been in my office knows there's this um, framed poster um, in my office, a great quote from um, uh, Harper Lee. And it says, she was powerful, not because she wasn't scared, but because she went on so strongly despite the fear. And I think that so sums up, um, that quote from To Kill a Mockingbird so sums up what the staff did this year and has continued to do all year, which is despite the fear that they've had, despite the fear our families have had, the students have had, that our community, despite the fear of the world, it's about, listen, we, we have babies to care for and they need us. And at the end of the day, that's what we do here. Um, we care for babies and we care for each other. And in the best, most humane way possible, we're gonna get in there and do, do what we do. We're teachers 
and we're, we're schools and we're going to roll up our sleeves and do what has to be done. We're going to get in there and we're going to care for them. And we're going to make sure that they know that um, even when we're not sure how to explain a global pandemic, um, what we do know how to do is to love them and to let them know that they're not alone and that we're going to help them get through this. We're going to help their families get through this, that we're, we're steady. We're here. We're reliable. We're, we're a sure bet. And when the whole world doesn't seem like a sure thing anymore, we're a sure bet. We're going to be here today. We're going to be here tomorrow. We're going to be here the next day. And when nothing else in the world seems consistent, we're consistent. And sometimes it's all you can ask for. Sometimes all you can do is let your kids come into the classroom and sometimes you cry with them. Sometimes you laugh with them. Sometimes you have amazing lessons. Sometimes the lessons, oh, they're not so amazing. And that's okay, right? We're all just trying to figure this out. This, this virtual learning thing, it was, it's been new for us in District 6, right? So we know that our staff, it's new for them too. And it's been a lot, we talked a lot about grit and grace this year. Um, that's one of the things we talked a lot about in the rollout that it's about giving kids grit and about giving them grace this year. And it's about giving the staff grace as they learn um, how to do this new, do this new type of learning model. So it's been, it's been a challenge for us, but it's also been a lot of modeling for, for our own children about bravery and about strength and about vulnerability and things that are gonna be really, really important in this post COVID world. Going off of um, what you were saying, the, the hardships of converting to online learning, what were some of the biggest challenges converting into this dual learning model? Because this was nothing that's really been done before. Yeah, I think that for us, some of it is just the logistics of it, right? I think that for us, I don't want, I'm going to speak for myself because you're all very young, spry people here in our communications department. So for old people like me, um, who is not a digital native, um, this is not how we were, we were taught to teach. So for us, it's the entire methodology of our profession. This is not how we were taught to do our business. So for us, we are literally overnight switching how it is that we do our work. And for the analogy I try to make is that if you were to take someone who is in um, a long haul truck driver, and if overnight you said, you are not gonna take your cargo um, and do off, do you know, long haul truck driving, but instead I want you to fly an airplane instead. Overnight, boom, your whole career, you've always taken semi trucks, but tomorrow I'm gonna ask you to take the 747. Um, some people are gonna think that's awesome. Awesome. Some people are going to be terrified. Like I've never driven a plane. I drive trucks. I don't fly planes. Um, so it's an entirely different experience. And teachers, by their very nature of being teachers, we want to do the right thing for children. All of us come hardwired into the classroom. We want to help children. We want to be successful. No, no teacher goes into a classroom hoping that their lesson is unsuccessful and that we aren't moving the academic needle and that we aren't connecting with children. Um, I just don't believe that. I just don't believe that teachers um, do anything other than try to help children learn and try to build relationships with children. When that isn't happening, it is not for lack of 
wanting it to happen. So to overnight have to make a shift like that is tough. What has probably been the biggest challenge then is how do you quickly move an entire system where there are some teachers who just by the very nature of their personal experiences outside of work bring a skill set that allows them to adjust quickly. Maybe they, you know, using that kind of truck driver pilot um, analogy, maybe they fly planes in their own off time. So, hey, if I'm going to fly a plane at work, no problem, because I fly a plane at home. Not a problem. So they can make that transition pretty quickly and easily. But if you're someone who maybe doesn't fly a lot of planes in your off time, that's a harder transition. So I think for us, it's been just about how do you, how do you make that transition in real time? The kids are coming, they're here now. So we have to learn how to do this quickly. Um, that's, that's probably been the hardest part. But again, I think it's about grit and grace, right? It's about recognizing that we also have a teachable moment here to, to show our students that sometimes life happens and you, you learn to roll with the punches. You, you aren't gonna be perfect every time and that's okay. There's, there's beauty in learning how to make a mistake gracefully and you give life your best shot. You swing for the fences and you hope it's successful. And when you're not as successful as you'd like to be, you just get up and you keep practicing and you keep trying and you keep doing and that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. There's just been a lot of learning for everybody this year. Um, so along the lines of that, do you have a favorite moment or most memorable moment as superintendent during the pandemic? Oh my goodness, there's so many. That's a, <laughs> that's a tough one. Um, I think that probably if I had to pick one, and that is a very tough call, um, but if I had to pick one, um, I think that probably my favorite moment has probably been um, some of the conversations, and I don't think I can pick a single one, but I'll pick a topic, I guess. Maybe I'm cheating a little bit here, but um, I think all of us were really nervous in the system about what it would look like to have it have to infuse a, a two pathway model in terms of in person and virtual. We know we call it bricks and clicks, but what that would look like again, it's something we've never done before. And how could how could that look? Um, I think that probably um, some of my favorite moments have come from watching the the classrooms where something that just months ago seemed like Mount Everest for us, something we've never ever done, we've never even considered doing, which is to have classrooms where we're having simultaneous learning happening from in-person and virtual student participation. And it's happening seamlessly. Not only do I just sit in awe of watching teachers who just months ago would have never dreamed of thinking they were capable of providing absolutely effective, rigorous instruction in that kind of modality. They're so successful at it. That's just been amazing to watch the amount of the amount of teachers who are just absolutely doing astonishing things, just beyond, I think, what they thought they were capable of doing as professionals. Um, it's also been really amazing to watch how many of our um, parents are able to 
give feedback to the district around how grateful they are and how impactful it's been for their families to have the schools open. We know that not a lot of the, not a lot of the districts around us have been able to stay open um, full time all year. And we know that in our community, there are so many families that depend on the schools being open so that their children can be in school and so that they can go to work. And the anecdotal stories that get shared around how much our families have appreciated having the option to have their children at school, knowing that they're with teachers who care about their children, they feel comfortable that their children are here. The relationship between the teacher and the family, the school and the home, it's so special and it's so important. And during this time where the whole world feels pretty vulnerable right now and more than ever, all of us have to depend on one another in ways that we maybe didn't realize we had to before. And everybody's walls have to come down a little bit. There's just such a need to be open with each other and realize there's an interdependence between families and schools and parents and teachers and children. And to have families be able to come to the school district and say, this made a difference in our family's life. The fact that the schools were open and that I had a choice, it changed our family's life that we had this ability to send our child to school and that we could do so with peace of mind. It's one thing to be open, but to be open with a peace of mind that we knew the schools were safe. We knew that our child would be well taken care of and that I could go on and I could do my job. It, it changes people's lives. And that for that, I'm incredibly grateful. Um, I get to have those, those kind of conversations and to be also, to also be able to have the conversations with families who made the decision to keep their children home and to be able to have really positive um, at home virtual experiences to feel like I didn't even, I mean, this never existed. We never had full-time virtual pathway options. And to watch families who've made the decision to keep their children at home and to have experiences where they've had teachers providing high quality, rigorous virtual instruction and to feel like my child's getting this high quality instruction in a way that I still feel is appropriate and rigorous and valuable. And I'm doing it in a way that I am comfortable with and I feel safe with and I feel is the best option for my family. It's been really, really important, but I feel really pretty blessed that I was able to have and continue to be able to have those conversations. So those have been my favorite moments along the way. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Roberts so for uh, sitting down and reflecting on a very memorable year that very will welcome. go down in the history books. Um, we will wrap up this episode and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, tune in for the next episode.